Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your solo cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome to Solo Cleaning School. It's time to go back into my own business again and share what's been happening here in the last week or so. So the title of today's episode is Apologize with Action. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. That is good. But how about I'm sorry. I'm going to fix it. I did fix it and it's done. Please forgive me. Which is better? Apologize with action. I really liked this story. And I wanted to share it. And it's definitely a vulnerable story for me. I mean, it's not too vulnerable. It comes down to communication. And I'll start off this way. In my solo cleaning school premium membership, a question came up by one of our members. And the question was something like this. Uh, Hey, Ken, I've been following your initial cleaning strategy, whereas to do multiple visits and spread the initial cleaning over the first three or four visits in order to save them money, and they really like that. However, they were still confused after I finished the first time. They they were surprised I didn't do more of the house, and it kind of felt awkward. How could I correct this? And so this is a great question, and let me explain first what my strategy is, and this is nothing that I hold close to the vest. This is the way that I do business. In the cleaning industry, when you take on a brand new house, There is a standard where a new cleaning company will do what's called an initial cleaning. And in that initial cleaning, that cleaning company will take whatever the house condition is and they will bring their team or if they're a solo cleaner like myself, bring themselves out and they will do a massive detailed deep cleaning to bring the house back up to their level of, of quality and excellence. From there... They can do a regular maintenance cleaning, bi-weekly, monthly, weekly, whatever is decided upon. And so that initial cleaning, on the average, can run between two and a half to four times what the regular visit is. And here's what I mean. Let's say that a regular cleaning is $150 every two weeks. So if you apply my formula, the initial cleaning could be anywhere from about 325 to $600 and possibly even higher if it needed a lot of extra detail put in. So a big expense up front is what's customary and what's expected in the industry. I have found that people like budgets. They don't like big expenses. And so just because they change a cleaning service from one to another or bring on a new cleaning service, they don't want to necessarily have to put out five to $700 at the first time before they can do the regular payment plan, so to speak, of $150 every two weeks. And so for me to get around this, I wanted to find a way to work with them, to customize a plan. And what has worked so well for me is this initial cleaning where I spread it out. And here's how I do that. And I explain this, and this is also how I answer the question from the member of Solo Cleaning School, is this, it's proper communication. Here's what I'm going to do on the first cleaning. I will do a detailed deep cleaning of 
the bathrooms. And then I'll do a quick kitchen and a quick dust and a quick vacuum. And so you will see an amazing quality in the bathroom, my level of excellence, and the rest of the house will just be touched so you don't think we didn't do anything. But don't expect the rest of the house to look amazing yet. The reason we're doing this, Mr. and Mrs. Customer, is that we can spread this initial cleaning over a few different visits. And so you may have to wait a few weeks before you have your, your house totally up to spec, but at least you won't have to put out the extra money. And they always appreciate that. I rarely have someone that says, no, I want to pay all the money up front. I'll gladly do that. The second visit, the bathrooms have been done, fully detailed, cleaned. So the second time I just do a touch up of the bathrooms, which essentially is my regular cleaning of the bathrooms. Then I do a detailed deep cleaning of the kitchen, followed by a quick dusting and a quick vacuuming. The third visit, I do a regular recurring maintenance clean of the bathrooms and kitchen. And then I go all out on the dusting, vacuuming, floor cleaning, ceiling fans, light switches, wall smudge, baseboards, cobwebs. And in some cases, a house requires a fourth visit to get this initial cleaning. But I communicate this on the estimate and also in the proposal and at the time of the initial cleaning. I let them know this. And so this member of my solo cleaning school, they didn't communicate this well. And so because the communication wasn't there, they left after the first visit and the client was, but yeah, the bathroom looks great, but the kitchen and the dusting, there's a lot of missed areas. And this is because it wasn't communicated well. All of this gets worked out when you have good communication. And honestly, in a cleaning business or any business, I would say, just as a guess, 80%, 90% of your success is just having good communication, being upfront, transparent, answer every possible question you can think of before you even take on a client, set them at ease, build trust. It's vital. And so back to me and apologize with action. I did all of that with a recent brand new customer, Ellie, who I cleaned for her already at her office. So there's already a lot of trust built up. I've been doing a great job for them for over a year and a half. So she hired me for her house. I did initial cleaning for out-of-country guests that were coming. And then I'm showing up at the first visit after my initial deep clean of some upstairs areas. And I had explained to Ellie, hey, on this first visit, I'm going to do a deep, detailed deep cleaning of the bathroom. Two bathrooms, the main master bathroom and the powder room. And then I'm going to do a quick kitchen. And just like I said, we stated before, and I did share this. However, I didn't communicate it well. Ellie's a very busy person. She runs a large business with 20, 30 employees. And so it kind of slipped her mind. And so when she got home, she said, wow, the bathroom, the master bathroom, the powder room looked great. She could tell that the rest of the house was dusted. She didn't check that it, that there was areas that weren't dusted like to my, my highest level. But then she went to the guest bathroom and she kind of freaked out saying, oh my goodness, we have guests coming over and the cleaner didn't do the guest bathroom. So she texted me, Ken, yeah, the master bathroom looks amazing, but you didn't do the guest bathroom. I had asked you to do that as an extra thing. And then I realized, oh my goodness, I looked back at my text and I didn't see that. It slipped. And I did not see I was supposed to do that guest bathroom. Obviously, I would have done it. Ellie, if you're listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> I would have done it. And so what do I do to fix this? So the first thing I did was I explained, Ellie, I apologize. We had a misunderstanding. 
I had stated in our last visit that I was going to do this on the first visit and it would not include a, a deep cleaning on that middle bathroom, the guest bathroom, because I had done that last month and I would do this followed by this. And then I just said, but I will fix this. I will come back to your house and I will come do that bathroom for you. When is your guest coming? And she said, oh, thank you so much for that. But then she did comment and say, you know what? I've been really busy at work. You may have told me that. I, I apologize. But here's what I realized too behind the scenes. That agreement, what I was going to do on week one, week two, visit one, visit two, it was agreed upon in person. That wasn't in text or in email or in writing. And so there wasn't anything to go back on. And it was just verbally confirmed, which <laughs> if you've worked in business or or dealt with people, if it's just verbal, it's easy to forget and you really need to have stuff in writing. That's a little side tidbit. It's very important though. And so I realized that I messed up my communication. I did not have that in writing. I did have in writing in a text that she wanted that bathroom done. There was guests coming. So this is 100% on me. And so what to do, the, the only thing to do that is right is apologize with action. And so she has a guest coming over in a couple of days. I said, Ellie, when can I get back into your house? I can come today, meaning this afternoon. I can come tomorrow morning. I can come the following day in the afternoon. Which one works best for you? And she had told me, well, come over Tuesday afternoon. And I, I said, great, I will be there. And she says, well, I'll pay you for the bathroom. I said, no, please. This one's on me. I don't want you to pay me for it. I'm going to come and make the bathroom look amazing. That way you'll have it done. You won't have to worry about it. And she just was so thankful and the text back and she says thank you I uh, appreciate you doing that and I just said it's on me let's I'll make sure to communicate better in the future and for the next visit I'll do this and the third visit I'll do this so there it was there's the written confirmation the proof of what was going to be done that was the contract so to speak and I've mentioned on this podcast before I've never been a cleaning company that requires contracts I'm an old school guy. My word, my bond, that is my contract. If I don't perform, then you find someone else. I like it that way because it forces me to always keep people happy because I want to. I love serving. But if I have a contract, it's like, well, I've got a guaranteed contract for so much. I think it allows wiggle room. Although as you grow and scale a larger cleaning company, you definitely need contracts because when you have 200 clients, you need a way to keep track and to know what to expect out of each one and more processes in place. When you're running a solo cleaning company and you're keeping less than 30 clients, it does allow you to have more customized and preferred services. And that's how I run my business. So anyway, there's what happened. I went back to the house that Tuesday afternoon I cleaned the bathroom with excellence. It looked amazing and Ellie was happy. That's how I apologize with action. Now let's move on to some other things that I did accomplish in the same week. It wasn't just me making a mistake and fixing it. Some of the good things did happen. I've mentioned now I'm a part of a Believers in Business networking group with the leader of that group, Mr. Doug Floro. Shout out to Doug, my father's business wealth management He's starting to become a good friend and he's a great leader. He's been in financial planning for, I believe, close to 40 years. And so he invited me over to get to know me better. I went over to his office, beautiful office. He prides his office and the way that he presents 
his office to others. I mean, he totally gets first impressions. There is this really cool painting in the reception waiting room area. And when you look at it, it just comes very vivid. It just comes alive. I felt like it was like a window. It's like you're looking out over this amazing, beautiful fall scene, but it was a painting. And that was a great first impression. It was well-kept. Conference room was nice. He showed me the work he had done, the remodeling in the office. We sat down at his desk, and we just kind of shared our stories and got to know each other better. And at one point, towards the end, he slid a business card over to me. And I'm not going to mention the name, but it was another cleaning company here in the area. And he said to me, hey, Ken, do you know this owner and this company? I looked at the name, and I did recognize it. Matter of fact, the name had come up recently just in uh, the Smart Cleaning Tribe that I run and other cleaning companies in the area, I had seen this name and I had looked them up. And they're a very reputable company. They're part of a franchise. The woman, she's growing her business, just opened up a new office. It looks like a great company. I don't know her personally. So I just said, well, Doug, I've heard of her. And for best I can tell, she runs a great company. Why do you ask? And he said, okay, I was just curious. And I said, okay, well, great. And then at the end of the meeting, he acknowledged, he said, by the way, that, that card has slipped across the desk. That is the company that we've, we've had clean our house and our office for a while. And I said, oh, great. I think he was testing me to see what kind of heart I had about this. So was I going to say, well, Doug, I'm here. I'm a cleaning service. Why don't you get rid of them and hire me? Some people would say that. I said, Oh, that's awesome, Doug. I'm, I'm glad that you found a great service that you can rely on. That's great. Let me know how good they're doing. I'll make sure that I recommend them online. And I can even put a word in. And I'll reach out and just say thank, thank you for serving you, you as my friend. Now, that I think took me by surprise, but not too much. Because after sharing really what became sharing our testimonies with each other on our, you know, we're both Christian brothers, just sharing our walk with the Lord and how things have come into place and I believe that that was definitely a divine appointment, and who knows what comes from that. It's just a simple lesson. Your words are seeds. I could have said, oh, that's a terrible company, and that would have been a bad seed that I would have sown into the spiritual plane, into the ethos, and as some people like to say, into the universe. I keep it simple. It's into the spiritual realm, and that seed will become a tree, and it will bear fruit at one point in the future, and it will create a ripple effect. And if I put a bad seed in the ground, what do you think I'm going to get? Bad fruit, bad ripples. And so if I put a good seed, which is encouraging, acknowledging them, praising them, then I put good seed in the ground and you just never know how that comes back to you. Now, if I would have known something about the company and knew that they were just disreputable, had no integrity, had issues, were under investigation by Better Business Bureau or something like that, I would have said, Doug, as your friend, just so you know, do a quick search on them. They are under investigation. It's my responsibility to let you know as your friend. So that's a different situation, but that's not the case with this one. All right, so that was another really cool meeting that I was able to, to, to have this week with Doug. And before we wrap up, I have two other short stories I want to share with you. The first one is, oh gosh, I guess it's been several weeks now. I had met... Kayla and Sam of Sammy's Bullfrog Cafe in Harleysville, Pennsylvania. I had a chance the previous week to meet with with Sammy and and really look through his restaurant and see what his needs were for cleaning. Well, I had promised Sammy that I would do two things. Number one, I would have a proposal in his email box 
by the following Friday. And I would give suggestions in my professional opinion on what needed to be done by his staff and what could be supplemented by a cleaning service. And I don't think I mentioned this in the previous episode where I did the proposal for Sammy, but as I was surveying the restaurant, taking my notes, before I left, I brought one of the waitresses over to a window, to a fixed piece of glass that was at the front door. And it's a very, it's a first piece. A customer walks in, they see this glass and it was dirty. And I brought a waitress over. I said, hey, would would you mind cleaning this? Because what it does is it it gives a first impression to a client coming in. And this glass is dirty. And I pointed out a few things, this and down here in this corner. If you clean this, it'll present better and give a better first impression. And that could be better tips for you too. And so she said, oh, great. And so she went and fixed that. But that left an impression the way I did that. And I was just helping them. See, I have the heart of a teacher. I, I've always tried to. I learned that from Dave Ramsey you know, financial planning world and helping people, coaching. What he always taught is don't get a financial planner that just is a salesman. Get someone that's a heart of a teacher that will walk you through the process, will answer all of your questions. And that's what I was trying to be for Sammy and his cafe. And so in my proposal, I gave him various options, detailing out what I recommended that his staff do on a daily and weekly basis and what he could have me do or another cleaning company do on a weekly, bi-weekly or monthly basis or even quarterly basis to upkeep the excellence and presentation of his restaurant. And I introduced him to my good friend James Hardy of the Carpet Guys who has the same values and presentation niche in carpet cleaning. And he also does floor cleaning as well. So I introduced him to compliment me on a monthly or quarterly basis to do carpets and tile and grout. So I gave a referral to a friend and also helped Sammy. So we'll see how that goes. That proposal's out and we'll see if that comes back. That'd be awesome if it does. If not, it's one of those seeds. And I keep putting those seeds out there. I know they're going to come back. And to wrap up, all of my kids took part in a play at our church. An opening night was here. I had a seat in the second row waiting for family members to arrive. I'm saving seats. We had like a whole row reserved. Now, when we lived in New York, no one would come to place because they didn't want to drive four hours. Although once in a while, someone would. But here, our whole family was coming to the three different nights of this play. I think, gosh, this is like 20 people of our family came. But an opening night, just being friendly. I turned around. I was talking to the couple behind me. And he's very friendly, very talkative. I said, so how'd you find out about this play? He says, oh, I saw it on the sign outside. I was driving by. It looked like a great play to come to. So he, he came out and we got to talk. And I said, great. Well, he said, what do you do? I'm a cleaning guy, a cleaning company. He said, do you have a card? I said, sure. Here's my card. And I asked him what he did. He says, oh, I, I work over this nonprofit, you know, around the corner. I said, oh, that's awesome. What kind of work do you guys do there? And they say, well, they, they help the intellectually disabled and they help them with activities. I'm like, oh, that sounds like awesome. So what are you, like a manager there? He says, no, I'm a CEO. I said, oh, the CEO, are you? <laughs> I said, well, it, it's great to meet you. Not that I treat him differently because he's a CEO. But the point here is I was talkative, I was friendly, and I am an introvert. I promise you, I'm talking through a microphone right now, and I force myself to be extroverted, but I am an introvert, and it's hard to talk to people. And I do, and I know that I need to because I am a servant to my fellow man, and I want to help other people, and I want to be friendly. And in this case, 
we struck up a small friendship and we're going to meet for breakfast at some point and connect and see if there's any way that our paths would cross in the future, if we could help each other out in any way. Maybe I can refer people to his facility. He could refer cleaners to me or people needing cleaning. So we'll just see. And that's just another example of just keeping business cards on you and never being afraid to talk about your business. You know, it goes back to the interview I had with Kevin Lacombe. I believe that was in the first five episodes where Kevin just did simple marketing. Hey, I have a cleaning business. Oh, do you? Do you have a business card? Yes, I do. Here's my card. That is creative marketing 101. Just have a business card and be willing to talk about your business. All right, well, that wraps up another week and another update on my personal Carfagno Cleaning solo cleaning business. I wish you a fantastic day. Talk to you soon. Thank you for listening to Solo Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.